Hello and welcome or welcome back to Teen Life Podcast. I am here today with Amy and we will be talking about music, traveling, and so much more. Let's hop right into it. The first question is, when did you start singing? So I started singing when I was nine after I had a knee injury because I used to do karate and ballet, two like totally different things, but when I got hurt, um, I had to stop doing karate and ballet and like I also did piano lessons and one day I was in piano lessons and I asked my I turned to my teacher and I was like, Chia, can I do can I do singing lessons? She was like, You wanna do singing lessons? And I was like, Yeah. So she was like, Okay, you can sing. So then um, a month after that I was singing at church and yeah, now I sing. Yeah, what caused your knee injury? So I was born with a like it's a congenital problem called a discoid meniscus. Um, it's not, it's, it's pretty rare, but, um, I was born with it and we didn't know, but then when I was nine and I was running, I felt a pop in my knee and I ended up tearing it. So that's what sort of caused all my knee issues and then it evolved into other stuff, but. Ah, yeah. I've thankfully never suffered any of those type of injuries or anything, so I won't understand, but that would definitely... Yeah, that would definitely suck. Especially yeah. if you were really passionate about karate and ballet, because then you would have to stop yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, when I got hurt, I had to stop doing things that were, like, considered normal, so I couldn't, like, ride my bike, I couldn't go roller skating, I couldn't go, like, I couldn't jump, like, I didn't, even, like, lot, that summer, I couldn't even go to the pool, because I had just had surgery, so. Yeah, and all the things you just listed off are the things I absolutely love doing. Running... Yeah. So I mean, in, yeah, in all that sort stuff. Of sucked, like, I was like, I can't do anything that's considered normal now for like a kid my age. But then I started reading, and I just fell in love with it. So now, it, now it doesn't suck as much. Yeah, reading definitely can be nice. It just depends on what you're reading. Yes. Um, have you written any songs? I have. I've written actually. I want to say over ten. I think it's over ten. I'd say like thirteen. I have two that are in Portuguese, but then all the other ones are in English. What type of songs are they? Um, so most of them are contemporary, like, songs, which, um, a lot of them actually come from, like, journaling, so then everything that I put out on the paper, I just sort of try to turn it into a song, and then I mostly make Christian music, but sometimes I just have to, like, write about how I'm feeling, so there are some songs where I'm, like, I don't think I'd ever share them with someone Maybe if, like, they were really, if I was really close friends with them, but, um, yeah. Others are just me basically trying to explain how I feel, but rather than in words, trying to explain it through music. I actually have, like, one of the songs that I, that I wrote on my Instagram. That's really cool. Yeah. Other than piano, what other instruments do you play? I play the ukulele. That's it. Ukulele, that's that's a fun instrument. I used to play ukulele. I haven't played in a while, so I'm not sure if I'd be any good anymore, but I used to play. I'm, I really want to learn how to play guitar, but um, I have long nails, so I don't really think that. <laughs> it's already hard to play the piano and the ukuleles, but um, who knows, maybe one day I'll learn how to play the guitar. Yeah, playing the guitar is fun too. I haven't really played it in a while either, but I used to know guitar and ukulele. Just because, I mean, I've always loved music, so, yeah. (laughs) 
what are some of your hobbies outside of music? I mean, I know you've touched on reading about, like, reading, but other than those two. Um, that's actually a really good question. I, I really like writing, and, um, like, writing, and, um, I love reading, like, absolutely adore it, and those are, like, my really, like, my two really big hobbies. Like, if I had time, I really like going to the movies. I don't think that's a hobby, but, um... <laughs> Like, whenever I have time, I like to go to movies with my mom. What type of um, stuff do you write? Like, do you write stories or what? Um, not as much stories, but again, it's like, I use writing as a way to express how I feel because sometimes you just can't really explain it to other people. So I find it really good to have, like, a journal. Um, uh, so yeah, I also, like, I have a journal that's, like, just some... I've shared it with, like, a couple friends, but it's not really something that I'm, like adamantly posting about it's like basically this composition notebook where i started writing about all the books that i read so then like i write about the characters and like my favorite co- quotes and then i write just like a short summary because i started getting scared that i was gonna end up forgetting the books that i was reading because i've i've read quite a few so i was like i don't want to forget the book and like the plot of the story and the characters so i started writing about them yeah i start i started writing a list of the books i'm like books I wanted to read and books I have read and like making a checklist so I could be like oh yeah I've read that book before and that kind of stuff yeah I really like doing that as well like I, I have all of the books that I've read on my goodreads and my boomstack account so um yeah yeah um have you ever thought about making a youtube channel for your music I have actually I yeah um a lot of people have told me that they want me to make a youtube channel but it's something that's like sort of in the process of making, but as of right now, it's just my Instagram account. But hopefully, in the near future, I'll have a YouTube um, account where I can like post covers and stuff. Because I started posting on my IGTV and like all the songs that I would sing. But then I, my vocal coach, he's he's one of my like he's a really close friend of mine. Um, he told me you should start posting reels and he's a singer in brazil and he was like you should start posting reels because if you post reels it's gonna help your account to grow and at first i was like i don't really know like but then i posted my first reel and like the next day i already had over nine thousand plays and i was like wow and yeah so that's what i've sort of been doing because i feel like it's a really good way of just singing like showing it's sort of like tiktok in a way if you really think about it yeah, reels, reels are a really good way to grow. That's how I have my followers, because, I mean, my posts are kind of boring. It's just I once in a while take a picture with friends and post it or something. But, like, my reels, my reels are, like, the fun side of me, like, with different filters and stuff. And then, I mean, I, just, I had a couple that did really good, and that's how I got followers. But the rest of them are just kind of just for fun and that kind of stuff. A lot of my followers aren't people that I actually know, but, like, I've had some people where they'll, like, DM me, and then we became friends. Like, I have one friend, her name is, um, um, Juliana. She lives in Maryland, and, like, we're really, really close, and it was just because she saw someone repost a video of me singing, and then she DM'd me, and she was like, you have such a pretty voice, (laughs) and then I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Then, now we talk, like, literally every day, so it's... Yeah, have you ever performed, like, your music outside of the church setting, or has it mostly just been at church? Um, it's mostly been at church, but when I did singing lessons, 
I, um, we had recitals, so that was also a really good way, and, like, my, the last recital I did was actually quite, um, like, my last in-person recital, I should say, was in, I want to say, May of 2019, and that was, like, so my piano and vocal teacher, she was moving to Orlando, and, um, obviously, like, I moved, I live in South Florida, so I couldn't really, like, I couldn't drive three hours to have a voice lesson once a week, but, um, she had a whole bunch of teachers go to the recitals, and, like, a whole bunch of the teachers went, and, um, they were picking the students that they wanted to, and, like, a whole bunch of teachers reached out to me, which that was really fun and, like, exciting to see, especially because I was, like, one of the youngest, so it was really nice. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see people, like, reach out to you for your talent, and, yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, at that time, I was, I, wait, that was almost three years ago, so I was 11. Yeah. Where all have you traveled in your life? Because I see on your bio on Instagram that you travel quite a bit, like, back and forth between, I believe it, you said Florida and um, Massachusetts, right? Yeah, um, so actually, like, we live in one of the suburbs in Boston, like, 30 minutes out of Boston, but, um, those are like the main two that I go in like it um the little like red pinpoint thing that I have in my bio whichever state I'm in it's gonna be on that pinpoint or if I'm in a different state on that day I'll have like current like I'll have in and then wherever I'm at but um other than those places I've been to New York I've been to most of the eastern states of like the eastern border um and I've been to Brazil but I haven't been in yeah, New York was really cool. I visited that for the first time. I talked to you about that on my on your live a while back. Yeah. But New York, when I for Thanksgiving, I visited it, and it was really a cool city. Yeah, it, it really is cool. And that's where my dad grew up and my uncles grew up, so it's really cool, like, getting to see it there. Um, I also go to Connecticut, like, quite a bit. Um, I'd say, like, uh, four times a year, maybe? Five? Depends, but I go to Connecticut a lot. What? <laughs> um, what is your favorite place that you've traveled so far? Yeah, if you liked New York, I would definitely recommend Chicago. Chicago is closer to where I live, and Chicago is really a cool city also. Yeah, I've never been to Chicago. I want to go more to, like, the West Coast this year. My mom and I are, like, sometimes we, we just say, like, oh, let's go to California. But then we're, like, oh, we'd have to find, like, a week where we'd have, like, four free days. But, yeah, I really love New York. Yeah, I, I really want to visit California, too. That's where I want to live when I grow up. And 
stuff and I just I really want to visit it because it just looks gorgeous I mean really mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd ever want to visit like I'm not visit live in California but definitely visit like and visit often I just don't know if I'd want to live there maybe but anyway, I, don't, I don't think so yeah um I've touched with some of my other people I've interviewed about like struggles and overcoming them and what have been some struggles that you've overcome recently and how did you do that? Like, how did you overcome them? So recently, um, I don't know if like you've ever seen on my Instagram, but uh, up till last year, I was in a wheelchair because of my meniscus transplant. So like having to recover from that was definitely a struggle. And especially because at the time my mom was like facing chemo and um, she was still battling breast cancer. Then at the end of all of that my father passed away but I feel like those have been like my main struggles that I'm still slowly overcoming and obviously like um other struggles like um being getting overwhelmed quite a bit anxiety it's like those struggles like I feel like they're slow like they're ones that you have to conquer slowly but yeah, anxiety and stuff, those can definitely be struggles that take a long time to get over. I've, yeah. I haven't had it that bad, but I've definitely had moments where it's just, life can really sometimes just be down, and sometimes things just hit you one after the other, and it does feel like a lot to, go ahead. Sometimes you just, like, want to give up, but we can't really do that. Honestly, there are some times I'm just like, I'm over it. And I'm like, Jesus, can you come back yet? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Be like, just give me a vacation. Come on, please. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And especially because, like, you never truly escape your struggles, especially if you, like, deal with mental health. Because then it's just everywhere, all the time. I, I mean, it's definitely gotten a lot better for me. I don't deal with, I don't struggle with it as much as I used to because of like pain issues, but um, it's still something that's hard. Yeah, with the um, with the getting over the wheelchair stuff, did that take like a lot of physical therapy and stuff? Probably, I'm assuming. Yes, it did. I've actually I've been doing physical therapy since I was like nine, um, since I want to say May of two thousand May of two thousand seventeen. That's when I started doing physical therapy for the first time, May or June. I'm not sure, but through there and I it's been like on and off ever since then I've actually I haven't been in physical therapy for almost a year in April it'll be you know May May it's gonna be a year um which is really exciting for me yeah that's really good congratulations I've thankfully never had any like physical therapy needed because I've only ever fractured one bone and never broken anything so I'm lucky with that but yeah. I've actually never broken a bone. I've just had like a lot of cartilage and tissue issues. Yeah. Um so I have seen on your story and you just touched on it about how your dad had passed away relatively recently. And I didn't I was a little bit I didn't really want to touch on that, but at the same time I did just to bring some awareness and stuff and hopefully to bring some awareness to the GoFundMe page and stuff that I saw in your in your bio. But what would be yeah. some advice you'd give to um, just teens going through the loss of a parent or the loss of a friend or just a loved one in general? Yeah, it's not something that you expect. Like, 
especially, it, I feel like it was so bad because it was so sudden and it was like something that definitely threw me off guard. And the first couple of months were like horrible. Um, I didn't really want to talk to people. I like sort of shut myself off. I didn't want to, um, like at some, like at most of the time, and I still sort of struggle with this a lot. I was like trying to reassure myself that it wasn't happening so I wouldn't feel the pain. So um, I would just like sort of avoid the topic at all costs. But I realized that I can't really do that. And some of my friends like started to get, to get worried, obviously, because like you have a friend and like they're going, they're struggling, and then out of nowhere they just stop responding. Yeah. Um, but like one thing is that you have to let people help you. Like, and I've realized that even if you have a small circle, it's better than not having anyone there at all because that's like when it gets really bad. So now I have a few people in my um, social circle that are really helpful and they um, they always make sure like make sure that I know that I have them, which is really good. And especially my mom, like my mom's a huge help to me. So with people that are like going through that type of pain, they just have to realize that um, you can trust people that are experiencing it with you. Because if you don't, then both sides of the story are just misunderstood and it ends up causing you to like block off the feelings and push away the emotions and it doesn't help at all. Yeah, have you... um... In the beginning, I just like sort of wanted to lash out at everyone. I, I won't like... I. So two weeks after my dad passed, I was already singing at church again, but it was so hard to like try to talk to people because certain people were giving off reactions and responses that weren't really okay and when those things happened I just like wanted to yell at people like I was like you know I was like almost punching everyone and I was like okay I have to calm down I have to calm down and it got to a point where I was like me being angry at people and taking it out on people it's not gonna help anything it's not gonna bring my dad back but it's just gonna it's gonna like cause people to drift away from me even more and it's not going to help. So I just started to put sort of like purpose to my pain, if that makes sense. So like rather than using all the energy and the pain that I was feeling for something negative, I was trying to use it for something positive. Yeah. And yeah, I, I could not imagine losing a parent or anybody in that thing. I've lost grandparents, but it would be nothing close to the pain of losing a parent. Cause like, I mean, they're honestly, they're kind of your everything. Like they're, you live with them. They're there every day. They're, you're just always with them. I mean, really. So yes. it would definitely be a struggle. And has your, I remember a while, well, earlier you had said that your mom was going through chemo. Is that all good now? Yes. She's in remission now. She entered remission. Um, I want to say late August, beginning of September, but, um, yeah, now she only has to go get checkups and stuff, but when it was, when we were going through, like, her treatment, it was really scary because it was stage three, so it was already really advanced, and, like, you know, hearing the words, like, your, your mom has cancer, it's, it's really scary, and, like, even though it's mainly, like, a curable cancer, you never really know that for sure. So, yeah, it's really good that there's new research and stuff that can limit the chances, but there's still always anxiety and yeah. stuff that 
what if this one is not the same? What if this one is different? What if, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people can go to worst case scenario really quickly. I personally immediately go to worst case scenario in almost every situation, so. Yeah. Which leads to a lot of stress, but. Yes, definitely. Yeah, um, what, now moving away from that slightly, well, not slightly, that very sad topic, let's move into fun, and what is a fun fact most people won't know about you? So you speak Portuguese and English, correct? Yeah, and I speak a little French, very little. Yeah, I, I remember on your live, I was trying to understand what you were saying just based on my limited knowledge of Spanish, and I was, I was very confused. Yeah, um, Portuguese, like, for me, it honestly got really a lot easier to learn when I started singing Portuguese, because, like, I spoke it, but um, not as fluently as I did. Then I, when I started singing and... Um, in Portuguese and like reading my Bible in Portuguese, it got a whole lot easier to understand. So like then I could read it, I could write it. So now it's a lot easier. Um, yeah, have you, um, with school and stuff, do you have to take a language credit? Like will you have to take Spanish or will you be able to just take Portuguese as your language credit? So my, my homeschool program doesn't offer Spanish, although it does offer Spanish, it's not Portuguese. Um, but I take French. Oh, yeah, that that would make sense why you know a little bit of French, yeah. Yeah, it, it can, it's, it's minimal, like, I can start a conversation, but that's about it. And I, I didn't expect that. So, your homeschool, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And, like, do you enjoy that? Yeah, sure. So, up till last year, I was um, enrolled in a private Christian school that I had been at, like, I had gone to that school for my entire life. Um like since I was three. My sister also went there and she graduated from there and my cousins went there. So I obviously just like went there, but um, last year they, I was the only um, like permanent online student because I was in Boston all the time. Then um, they weren't gonna be offering online anymore and I would have to still keep going back and forth from Florida and Boston. So my mom was just like, you know what? Let's just homeschool you. So then, um, one of my mom, one of my mom, one of my friends' moms, was talking to my mom, and she talked about the homeschool program that um, my my friend had used. So uh, we just used the one that she had used because they had really like she said that it was really good and that they were really easygoing. So basically, like with my program, I just I read whatever is under the texts, like. Um, that are there so like history class will have usually 
a couple of paragraphs to read, and then it's usually five to 10, 12 questions. Maximum is like 25, in history at least. Um, I answer the questions, I get the grade, or my teachers have to grade it if it's like an, um, if it's an essay question. Then that's like really it, and then I just, I'm allowed to redo assignments if I want to, and I'm allowed to retake quizzes if I want to, and tests I'm not allowed to, but um, assignments and quizzes, I can like ask them to reopen an assignment if I didn't like the grade, which I find really reassuring because I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, that, that's really, that would be really nice. Um, yeah. What grade are you currently in? Are you in eighth, I believe, I would assume, at yes. least? I am actually, like, towards the end of my eighth grade year because I, since I'm homeschooled, I have the option to finish school early or just continue on the path they have for me. So, like, I can't really turn in assignments late in a way. Um, but I started doing, like, two assignments every day from each class. So now I'm, suppo I'm supposedly going to finish end of March. Well, that's really cool, yeah. I I go in person, and I have one online class that's move at your own pace. And I'm a little bit ahead, but at the same time, it's a kind of a harder class. It's online health. And um, I have to, like, it's just, I don't, I don't like taking the work home because I get a lot of homework for all my other classes. So I normally just leave that. Um, I do the two hours because I have a college schedule, so I do blocks. So I do two hours of it. And I only do as much as I can at school, unless I'm behind. But online classes have their benefits. I used to be homeschooled when I was younger. And then I just started going to public school. And homeschool was kind of nice, but at the same time, I definitely missed being like in public and social and stuff. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to school as much like in person because of all my treatment in Boston. So most of the time I was online, but um, at the end of the year on the last day of school last year, I got to go in person, which was really fun because then I got to see um, some of my friends. I actually, like if I tell you the truth, all that school that I went to, I went there my whole life. I think like the, I, I occasionally will we'll talk, I'll talk to people from the school, but like friends that are truly friends that like I hang out with often, I only have three of them. Yeah, I, I really struggle with keeping friends in my life because, I mean, I've traveled and moved a lot in my life. So from one location to the other, I'm kind of bad at keeping in touch with people. And yeah, I just, really yeah, keeping in touch with people when you're on the other side of the world or whatever. It's just like, yeah, yeah when I... It's really complicated, especially because like, I feel like not everyone understands, like, especially when you have medical issues, not a lot of people truly understand, so the three friends that I have, they're, they're really, they're really good, like, they're really good friends, and they, they ask about my, my knee and stuff, and they're, yeah, they're really good friends. I was gonna ask why you travel back and forth between... Actually, there's four of them, there is not three, I am so sorry. Um, I hope that, well, no, I hope that they, that they see this, but... Yeah, no problem. One of them um, just, like, entered a fun group last month, wait, no, three months ago, so... Ah, uh, so I was yeah. gonna ask why you travel back and forth between Boston and Florida so much, and I, now you just had said something about a treatment, but what is that like, like... Um, so, basically, I started having, we 
moved out to Boston, like what happened was here in Florida, I had four surgeries. Um, I had three to repair a torn meniscus. And then on my last meniscus repair surgery, it basically removed all of it. So I ended up having like my bones were grinding up against each other, which is really gross and just not something that's fun. So when that happened, it, um, I had to change children's hospitals. So I went to another children's hospital and I had treatment there for almost a year. Um, it was from January to October. And in May, my knee stopped moving, my leg stopped moving. So I had to have another surgery and I found out that my cartilage was completely broken. So they had to remove all of my cartilage. Um, and here in Florida, there's a law where you can't have, I'm not sure if it's actually, like, I know it's like a rule that they have, but I'm not sure if like it's an official law, but I'm pretty sure it is. You can't have a meniscus transplant in your, until you're 16. Um, I was, when I, when they first told me that I needed a transplant, I was 10. And they do them in Boston and kids, and it's like the only state that does it in kids, other than it's really one of the only places that does it, meniscus transplants in kids that are under 16, other than Russia, I think. So um, my mom, like literally, she just decided that we were gonna move to Boston, so we moved to Boston. But my dad stayed here in Florida, so he stayed in the house. And then my mom and I, at first, like we were just the two of us. So. That's why we would go back and forth so much. Then um, my dad passed, so then now we have four as well, so we have to keep coming back. So we spend usually like two weeks in Boston, two weeks, two weeks here. And which do you prefer more, Boston or Florida at this point? I honestly, I don't have a preference between the two because I love both of them so much. I feel like what made me honestly fall in love with Boston was like, all the history and I realized that a lot of the places I was reading about were up north so that's something that like definitely made me like up north a lot better um but I have like family here um friends well friends here my church my home church is here um but then again in Boston also I have my church there um my, like my friends who have become some of them have become closer than family at this point. So it's like both of them just sort of, it made me fall in love like with Boston, like the people there and it's really cold, but um, the church and the people and everything about it just so, so great, so. Yeah, do you, um, do you read a lot about the history and stuff or do you just, I do. okay. I'm really into history and historical fiction History is like one of my favorite subjects in school after Bible, but um, yeah, I absolutely adore history, especially the American Revolution. So going up to Boston and like moving there, it was great because I was like, wow, this is where everything took place. Yeah. So I, I even got to visit like Louisa May Alcott's house, which was, I, re I, I cried when we got there because I was like, I'm a little, I'm a little, little woman, it was written. And then, um, we got to see Paul Revere's house as well. I was a little disappointed with Paul Revere's house's tour, but it was still really cool. And we've been to Boston Harbor. We've been to Harvard. Um, I've been to Harvard like five or six times. I have a couple of Harvard hoodies as well. Um, so it's, it's really fun. Do you want to go to Harvard if you were to be able to get in or would you like to um, go to a different college? I, I definitely want to go to like one of those 
colleges, um, like Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Cornell, even like Berkeley. Well, no, I I always say that I don't want to go to like Juilliard or Berkeley, but because I wanna I wanna be able to I want a double major when I'm older. So major in political science and music theater, and colleges like that are solely for music like Juilliard don't really give you that option. So. Um, do you, are you interested in politics and stuff? Because you said about political oh, science. Yes. <laughs> I don't talk about politics like with on my Instagram, obviously, because that's too yeah. controversial. Very much so. Yeah. But like actually, like government and stuff. I'm just I I love it. Like learning about Congress and the House of Representatives and the Senate and everything about government is really interesting. So I love learning about that type of stuff, which is why I always say that I want to hopefully one day major in political science. I don't know me in four years is going to still want to do that, but at the moment, that's what I want to do. Have you thought about volunteering in, like, local campaigns or anything, or do you just travel too much for that? I, honestly, I travel too much for that. Yeah. Um, I get sort of worried, because, like, I, this, this summer, I'm finally going to start doing community service hours and stuff for school, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know how, I know how I'm supposed to do that, because... I'm in a different state every two weeks, but um, somehow I'm gonna figure it out. Like I really wanna, honestly at the moment, I'm sort of trying to figure out how I can volunteer at my local libraries because it's just something that I, seems so convenient for me. Yeah, especially yeah. if you love reading, I mean, that would make you probably yeah, a great exactly. candidate for that kind of volunteering. Yeah, like in both libraries are so, are so pretty and like big and beautiful, so. Oh, hello. Yeah, I've, I've never really was, I mean, it seems like I have my phases of when I read and when I don't. Like, I'll go a few months where I love reading and then a few months where I don't read a single book or anything and just, I kind of have my phases, but I've never really been much of a person, like, who spends time in, like, a library, but that's just because, that's just because I'm not good at being quiet, so, like, in a library, I would not last very long because I would just be talking or something. I feel like if I'm with my mom, I don't. I wouldn't really be able to last that long because, like, my mom and I we're best friends, but like she makes me laugh way too much, so I just don't think it'd be a good idea a good idea for us to be in a library together. But I really like going to the library. I go quite often, um, and I also own a lot of books. I own over two hundred. I, I went book shopping on my birthday, so, um, and two months ago, so it's, I've added a couple books to my collection. Yeah, my bookshelf is pretty limited at this point. I've probably got about 45 books, maybe. So it's not like, it's not like it's really small, but it's just mostly, most of my books from my last couple of years of reading, yeah. basically. My bookshelf, it honestly, like, I have it in alphabetical order, but I've thought about putting it in genre, but I just, I... It bothers me whenever I do that because then I'm like, it's so disorganized. But yeah, um, like if you go to my bookshelf, like you can see that there are fantasy novels, there are um, young adult novels, there's historical fiction, there's historic, there's history, um, there's um, I have so many books on just like the presidents and the American Revolution, and I have even some on um, ancient Egypt. I have a lot on. French Revolution as well. I also have a lot of classics, even some science fiction novels. So my my bookshelf is a variety. 
Yeah, sounds like it. I I normally have, I suppose I can't really say I stick to one genre, but I have a lot of like, um, I have a couple of James Patterson books I just started reading, and then I have some. There's um a series by Michael Grant called Gone. It's about um everybody over the age of fifteen or something getting like just disappearing. So, and like there's it's just like a sci-fi book and it's really interesting. And it's definitely one of my favorite series. And I have that books. But then I also have, like, the Diary of the Wimpy Kid books that I've been reading since I was, like, seven or something. And I just have... Yes, I, I just read one book that's so good. It's called The Program. And it's basically, like... it's It kind of relates a lot to, like, today, if that makes sense. Um, so... Basically, in that book, um, depression and suicide has become an epidemic. So now, one in three teens have like crippling depression, or are trying to, um, unfortunately, like kill themselves. So they create this program that helps to like sort of cure depression, but by doing so, it er- they like they're allowed to erase your memories. So oh, it's re- it was really really good. Like it was. I, I read in a day. It was like 400 pages. I read it in a day. It was so good. My mom was like, I cannot believe you just read all of that in one day. I had been trying to look for the book for a while because it's not a really well-known book. But so like my, my local library didn't have it. Then I went um, I went to a secondhand bookstore and it was like on the bottom shelf. And I was like, oh, yes. That, sound, that sounds really interesting, honestly, just because, I mean, now especially with the whole pandemic and everything, the depression and anxiety and all that stuff, all the rates for teens especially are very up. Exactly, and like the teens in the the books, they don't sort of fear the program, but a lot of them do because they're like, I don't want to get erased. Because then when they come back, like they have, the only memory that they have is like of their parents, their family, and their school life. And that's about it. So... Uh, they come back as like, sort of like a clean, a completely new person. So, yeah, it's, it was really good. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm probably going to end the episode now. So thank you so much for hanging out with me, Amy. And I hope you guys who are listening enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow her on Instagram and have a great week.